0: Hello everyone! Welcome to the new podcast on IT experience. I'm Usman Sindhu with ServiceNow Product Marketing Team. In this podcast, we'll bring to you a wide variety of topics concerning IT organization, leadership, and tech. For today, we're talking about AI ops again and the modern architectures. My guest today brings an amazing experience with him. Brian Locke joins us from Madrid, Spain. He is a manager of global IT enterprise services at Accenture. Just to kick things off, tell us a little
1: bit about how's Madrid, what is happening there? So, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. So, you know, in Madrid, all things considered, right, with everything going on in the world today, the global pandemic, um, things are going good. Uh, I think a lot of people are making the best of a bad situation um, and we're adapting to the new normality that has taken over, right? so. Changing some lifestyle habits, uh, changing kind of what we used to do before, what we're doing now, a lot more family time too, which is probably one of the positive outcomes of, uh, of COVID. Um, and then the work scene, you know, we're just making sure that, you know, Accenture uh, is able to respond, uh, employees are able to continue delivering for our clients. And uh, there's a huge push in ensuring remote work just works for organizations. So a lot of Madrid companies also are looking to make sure that they can continue to be remote. As you see that COVID comes and goes or comes up, goes down. So we're trying to react and kind of adapt to that at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I uh, get a lot of uh, people across
0: the the globe on this podcast and similar things uh, jump out. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about some of the things you've been doing at Accenture.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so a lot, lot going on, um, but I'm summarizing it into and kind of to the, to the essence of your, your podcast. Um, a lot of my role entails furthering our AI ops journey and building out kind of the roadmap of where we want to go with internal IT at Accenture, what would we'll it look like, and aligning platforms and services for future growth and kind of where we want to be. My primary Roles, yeah, it's kind of entailed managing infrastructure historically, right? So uh, I'm in a position where I've seen a lot of what we've done in the past and, and, you know, platforms at scale, right, for masses, making it consumable and relevant for IT teams. Um, And as years go by, we're always looking to automate, streamline, optimize, I think every organization is, and just to reduce the overhead the human error that comes with running operations uh, for an internal IT shop. That's amazing. And one of the things we're seeing
0: um, in today's environment is the rise of uh, modern architectures, a move to cloud, of course, and um, given a company's ability to scale up as they need to be, because as you said, a lot of things are remote, um, You know, resources are just getting down. So tell us a little bit about how your team has been able to leverage some of these um, you know, new tech and along with AI AIOps to navigate to the crisis, but also much beyond that.
1: Yeah, no. So there's definitely a continuous shift towards, right, extending Agile to all areas of the organization to ensure that, right, we're able to react, adapt, um, and leverage the elasticity of cloud, right? Large organizations are seeking to be more present in cloud, accelerating their cloud journey, right, Uh, to consume past services instead of IaaS. Again, some of it could be economy-driven, right? you know, there's cost benefits with consuming, right? Only paying for what you consume. And again, I don't think it's something just localized to one region, it's pretty global. And that a lot of organizations are are rethinking, even pre-COVID, they were rethinking, now post-COVID, definitely changing and accelerating some of those changes. Um, A lot of, as you might imagine, right? A lot of the COVID impact has been to physical processes, procedures, when we used to depend on right, people in places. Um, and now with the global bank, we need to make sure that our you know our, our VPNs are, are able to handle the new volume, the asset management systems, right? As we are people working remotely, we have lots of assets that are out there. So it's making sure that our systems can respond to that, that they're equipped uh, to make sure that they're available for employees and that we have a correct inventory of what is, where. Definitely, seeing a lot of changes driven through COVID.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. We, what we're seeing here is a um, lot of companies started their move to cloud. But if it takes them, you know, to move anywhere from ten to twenty percent of workloads in the cloud it takes them about a year, year and a half. Now they're accelerating that adoption, and um, you know, even going beyond that. So uh, that is spot on. Now I know that. AIOps is a kind of a big strategic initiative at Accenture and in your team as well. So tell us a little bit about that, how you find that, uh, what is the vision around that?
1: So for me, and again, Ops. I, I don't want to, you know, describe but it's, for me, it's about moving towards a data-driven organization and uh, leveraging all the data points that you have, disparate data points within an organization to simplify and reduce the operational overhead to run the business, right? So, and it's mainly applied to IT operations, but definitely extendable to other areas where there could be physical processes involved. My scope is mainly in that IT operations space. And the goal is, right, consolidate, combine, collapse all those data points into single, right? Data repositories, not silo data. It's pulling that together, having aggregate data, getting more insights, and then using those insights to derive action, right? Whether it be through anomalies, whether it be to extending our observability, our ability to view kind of all different states all at one time. Um, And again, it, it helps us, like I said, reduce the dependency on manual operations, allows us to cut through some of the red tape that you would have seen with processes in the past, but we're saying, no, we've got all this data, you know, we, we know how to optimize this process and simplify it so that we can focus at all times on higher value work right so it's just right making sure that we can get more done with less um, and deliver the same it service or improve the it service for our, our internal customer yeah,
0: that's uh, i love the way you kind of set it up because um one of our the things that our ceo bill mcgerman says is you know, we are in service to our customers and employees. So uh, thinking about what you said is AIOps helps um, any of the areas across the organization, um, you know, with the employee productivity or improving customer experience, um, AIOps can be used in any of those. So I love the way you phrased it. Now, I also listened to one of the panels you were on um, with some of the other IT leaders, and there was an interesting parallel Uh, about resiliency and intelligent ops. And there was a discussion about what role does AI ops play? So tell us a little bit about that. I know you had an opinion about that
1: too. Yeah, no, it was was a great debate. Loved having that conversation. There's no doubt about it, right? You know, new levels of resiliency bubbled up, right? If you think about resiliency pre-COVID, it was just about those common failure points, disaster recovery, and that was really the resiliency, resiliency we focused on. I think with COVID, it kind of opened up a new level of resiliency that we weren't prepared for, whether it be at you know, security levels of having so many people remotely work. I mean, thankfully at Accenture, we, 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 a lot of our remote work was, was already in place. I'm sure there were other organizations which didn't have that security enabled for remote work, right? VPN capacity and supporting platforms, right? We need to have data, we need to have insights on how that's being consumed if we want to route people through other VPNs, right? So having, embracing that data kind of forms part of our, let's just say, COVID resiliency. And like I said, the data is at the center of that, right? Centralizing, harvesting that data, using it to make educated decisions on how we refactor, how we kind of, adjust our services to suit the current demand. And then it also helps us focus investment and attention in the right areas. So, uh, you know, AI apps for me just increases our ability to detect those anomalies that are being caused through COVID and then kind of respond to them a little bit faster. So it's allowing us to overcome certain areas of of those resiliency issues that have appeared. Yeah, no,
0: that's that's amazing. Now, there's also an aspect of, um, as things things will finally open up at some point and um, people will be going back to workplace. But we we also seeing that there's going to be a hybrid workforce, right? There's going to be a lot of companies still um, enabling customers, uh, excuse me, employees to be uh, remote, uh, but there's going to be frontline workers or other essential workers. They have to go back to work. Uh, so, so many companies will be managing this hybrid workforce. So what do you think? the ops role is there, how can um, it, it can elab- enable these kind of uh, hybrid workforce uh, scenarios?
1: Yeah, so I mean, with, with data as a cornerstone for ops, I mean, leveraging those insights, whether it be for workspace readiness, right, office readiness, capacity, right? I mean, there have been scenarios where, you know, given that there was no office occupation, maybe we contracted less, you know, less capacity, right? We, we didn't need all that capacity. We had excess capacity. So whether we are consuming cloud services or bandwidth or whatever, we probably reduced those. I think where ops comes in is being able to visualize and cross-reference that data, right? Where you see, right, uh, office occupation, expected, and then current capacity and usage. So having all those data points in a central kind of space platform, be able to make those decisions, and then just adapt, Right, your capacity to actual demand, incremental, right? Like you said, it's it's not going to be everybody, it's probably gonna be frontline, it's probably gonna be, you know, a phased approach. But I think it's it's about using that data to respond adequately to the demand um, as people are returning, and just making sure that there's still capacity um, for VPN, right? If you're paying a lot of money for VPN costs, maybe you don't need all that capacity. So then you've to keep one eye and kind of fine-tune the balance between remote work and your capacity, whether in the office space or in remote uh, capabilities.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing, yeah. Um, just to recap, because that was very important what you said is uh, using data to adapt to the demand that's coming in, that's, that's amazing. So we're finally getting towards the end of the podcast, and uh, will you like to leave listeners with some guidance on how they can get started? Uh, on this AIOps pad, or they're probably on it, but they
1: just want to fine tune it. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd, I'd love to. So, I mean, some of the some of the angles when I look at this is try to forget what you know, right? Because a lot of what we know, it turns out being sometimes our limitations, right? You want to be able to think outside of what you already know within your internal organization. You're probably aware of some of your internal limitations. So trying to forget what you know, some good exercises in reading up on how other organizations are doing it, right? comparing yourself to others of what they're doing, how they're doing. There's a lot of material out there. Sometimes that inspires you to say, well, why are we doing it this way? Why don't we turn this around and do it a different way? helps establish a new North Star right? objective on your roadmap. Where do you want to be? What's your first series of objectives? Um, and then right, you take a step back and you, you review that. Are you in the right direction? do you have the right technology investments that are going to help get you there? So I definitely think that kind of seeing how others are doing it collectively. And there's a lot, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of technical reading out there on, you know, how internally or other our organizations are leveraging, harnessing that data and what they're doing with it. And there's some brilliant things. And once you establish that North star on the roadmap, here's where we want to be in a two year, three year, five year plan. Um, it's going to help. And then obviously you're going to club the benefits in there at each stage. You're going to say, well, by here, we've rationalized platforms. By this point, we want to have, you know, reduced our overall footprint for platform costs. So again, you want to be calling out those benefits as you go through it. Um, But again, not a lot of people want to commit to long-term. So being agile, iterative, right? Setting short-term targets in your roadmap, it's definitely a good idea, and then you're kind of setting those milestones on the longer journey towards those North Star goals. So being nimble, forgetting a little bit of what you know, you know learning from how others are doing it, and, uh, and, and just yeah, iterating, iterating. So and good luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So learn from others, set your objectives and uh, iterate uh, in small steps. That's the guidance from Brian. So folks, this is a wrap for now. Thank you, Brian, for being my guest today. And we'll continue to follow your work and hopefully get you back here again at some point. And for all the listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you have any ideas, speakers for this podcast, reach out to me on LinkedIn or uspan.sindhu at servicenow.com. So that's a wrap. Bye for now.